Welcome to the Cares to Succeed podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Harris. The Cares to Succeed podcast is about delivering information that supports the development of small businesses. We offer suggestions of business improvement for your consideration based on decades of business ownership experience. The Carrots to Succeed podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Sponsored by Shore LLC, a small business consulting firm that specializes in sharing knowledge gained from years of experience and using the resources of talented associates to advise and guide you on a path to successful growth. In other words, we've been there and done that. Today's topic, getting bonded and insured with a special guest, Charles Harris. Charles hails from Clareton, PA. Correct. <laughs> as, as, the, uh, as the child of military parents spent his high school years in Dallas, Texas. Returning to his roots after graduation, Charles attended Duquesne University, where he played football and was part of the MAAC championship team in 2002. Upon graduation, he entered the workforce in a sales role, where while obtaining his MBA from Point Park University, Excelling in sales and playing on his passion to help people, Charles decided to move into the insurance industry. He has held key roles within the industry, including business sales leader for national companies, as well as being a key team member in building a monoline workers' compensation program. Using the expertise gained in these roles, along with his strong business acumen, Charles founded Quantum Source Insurance Group. With so many insurance agents and brokers in the industry, Charles aspired to create something different with OSIG, bringing experts in each area of the insurance industry together to create an agency that is the business and individual consumers one source for all insurance. I invited Charles to join me today and share with you some information on bonding. Now, it is likely that you've come across opportunities where there is a requirement for some type of bond. Charles, hello, and welcome to the Cares to Succeed podcast. Thank you for having me, Dennis. Such a pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity to spend time with you along with your listeners. <clears throat> Great. Let me, let me start off by asking, what is a shorty bond? And what a shorty is bond for? basically is a promise to pay. That's all bonding is, is a promise to pay someone or a promise to deliver a good or service. That is it. Okay. Um, so what challenges? Um, well, before I ask the challenges, tell me what are the most common types of bonds? Most common type of bonds that we see in the industry um, typically are performance-based bonds, which means you're going to perform a service or, or a task. There's bid bonds, which means that if you bid something and you win a project, you're going to perform that bond. 
we see a lot of janitorial bonds as well as um, we see a lot of crime related bonds. So in the event um, a, a business is working on behalf of someone, for example, working in a home and merchandise or materials would happen to be stolen, there's a bond for that. Okay. You know, those are typically the most common bonds that we see. Uh, Along with, uh, you know, you have your general freight bonds that are out there for those that are working in the trucking industry in a freight brokerage capacity. But I would have to say those are the the major bonds that are out there or that, you know. Okay, so you would say a payment bond, a performance bond and a bid bond. And those are the three that I typically see. And I know that most of my audience who are typically contractors both in state, local, and federal government, or or in the B two B market, they typically see those three. So, can you tell me what's the difference between a performance bond and a bid bond? Yes, a a bid bond typically is is the is what in the event of a, a bidding situation, what's typically required for anyone that's going to participate, whether it's procuring. Uh, materials for the government, a hospital, a school system. Basically, there's a, a bond that you purchase or the performance bond that basically said, or the bid bond, I'm sorry, that says you are going to bid. And if you win the bond, your pricing that you bid at is going to stay the price long term. Then you have the performance bond, which says you are going to perform the bid that you won. It, it's that simple. And okay. if it fail to, to perform mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the bond or or the bid or perform the task that you procured, then that bond would pay out. Great. So what are some of the challenges that a um, company might have in getting bonded? Typically, the major challenge is credit. Bonds are all about credit worthiness. So the, the, the most the most important factor in bonding is credit worthiness. So if you don't have quality credit or, or credit that's uh, standard, or, you know, if you have credit below standard, then your bonding capability is, or capacity is very limited. Now uh, we also see issues with years in business. So that's extremely critical too. Uh, how long have you been in business? Because once again, when a a bid firm or a firm provides uh, bid services for you or bid coverage for you, in the event you fail to perform something or if there's an issue that, that resulted on something on your behalf, then they have to pay. They're obligated to pay. There's an obligate that's involved. So those two things are critical. And I always tell our clients, it's extremely important that one, your taxes are up to date. Two, uh, all your 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 debt to income that ratio is extremely critical. That's it. That it's intact. You know, when those are out of whack, then a lot of times your bonding or ability to to obtain bonds is very limited. So, how does your firm assist um, companies or small businesses with overcoming these challenges? Well, we typically start from an, a consulting approach. So. Uh, We'll work with the client to really understand their financial background, as well as most importantly, assisting them in preparing their bond application so they can be of interest to a bonding company. Once we've completed those processes, then we 
go to the insurance market or we approach insurance carriers. Uh, we represent over 50 bonding companies as well as uh, bonding companies for those that do not have uh, great credit, non-standard bonding companies. So that's that's the process for us. You know, we make sure that we underwrite you from the beginning to make sure that uh, you're favorable to an underwriting company. Great. Do you have any uh, examples of stories of uh, perhaps a company that maybe was not, you know, a, a slam dunk for a barn that you've consulted with and sort of held their hand or guided them through the process and, and eventually successfully was able to obtain a bond? Do you have any kind I of did. story or examples of that? Yes, I do. I was working with a startup freight uh, brokerage operation out of Chicago last year, and the owner did have some credit worthiness issues. So one thing we did to help him was, number one, we made sure his paperwork was proper or the, or the completion of his paperwork was correct. The applications were properly in line. We assisted him also with making sure that his personal financial statement was favorable, because that is critical too. Your, your personal financial statement has to be intact along with the financial statement of the business. So there was a lot of back and forth with uh, his accountant to make sure that tax documents were properly updated along with the uh, 1040 schedule. From there, due to, due to not having proper credit, you know, we work with all the major key bonding companies such as CNA, Travelers, Nationwide, Liberty Mutual, all the major bonding companies had said no. So we were able to go further into the marketplace and find a company that dealt with uh, subpar credit. And, you know, from there, it, the cost was a little more expensive, I have to be extremely honest, but by mm -hmm. establishing bonding capacity last year, cleaning up his credit, doing some things in the background that he needed to improve uh, personally so his business could expand. Now going into year two, he's out of the substandard market and he's now placed with uh, CNA Surety, actually uh, one of the largest bonding firms in uh, North America. So that's the process that we do. That's a good story. So there is hope for a person who maybe is starting out or who, who um have not accumulated assets or wealth at some point, um, there sounds like that there's an opportunity for them to start maybe at a higher rate or pay more, but eventually get to a point where they can have reliable and affordable uh, coverage. Is that? Um, I would have to agree. You know, everyone has to start somewhere. Um, and I think as a broker, when you receive declinations from insurance carriers, most cases there'll be some type of information of why there was, why that applicant was declined. So it's extremely critical that you go back to the the client and make sure that they address those matters. Year one may be a little bit more expensive than year two, year three, but I think, or one thing we try to do, and I, I think this has separated us from our competitors, is that we really sit down and take the time to make sure we're properly leading our clients so they can have long-term success and be bondable. Good, good. So let me ask you, um, I know that I've had experience, uh, some experience with bonding, and there is- um, Can you hear me? I'm sorry. A term, um, there is a, a term that's typically called uh, aggregate bonding level. Correct. Um, so I know that I've seen where 
folks have had, um, say, $5 million in bonding aggregate. Can you break that down and explain what that means? Yes. Uh, aggregate basically is a term that means max payout or the the max limit of coverage. In the case of bonding, if you have a, a $5 million aggregate bond or your aggregate limit is $5 million, that's the max a bonding company or payout, or that means that's your bonding capacity. So for example, if I'm you know performing a service in Washington, D.C. or a bid in Washington, D.C., and I uh, provide my bonding capacity level or letter, that letter will present what my aggregate is or my capacity. And if my aggregate or capacity is $5 million, that's my max bondability. Okay. And, but up to that $5 million, you can have more than one bond uh, with some lower amount that, that, that don't exceed the $5 million. Is that correct? For example, can I have correct. a million-dollar yeah. project yeah. bonded, and then I have a second million-dollar project bonded, and then maybe a third million-dollar project bonded as long as I don't exceed the, the total of $5 million. Is that correct? Correct. You are correct. So essentially, you could have up to five $1 million projects or or, or two $2.5 million products to reach that $5 million limit. You are correct. So one last thing. I've heard people say, um, uh, I am bonded and insured, sort of quote, bonded and insured. What does that mean? Well, bond, that means you have a bond of some form. You have some type of bonding capacity. The insured means in most cases you have general liability insurance in place or, you know, depending on the state or depending on the type of um, business we're considering, there may be workers' compensation in place. There may be a commercial umbrella in place. You know, if it's a professional service provider, such as a, a doctor, an attorney, a uh, engineer, you may have um, coverage in a place to protect you from errors or omissions that may occur in the course of your work. So typically, when you're bonded, you have the bond. And when you're insured, there's some form of insurance coverage in place. Yes, there is. Uh, we actually offer HR services. So we have an HR platform that our, that our clients access as they become a free service that they could access, as well as non-clients. Uh, we do sell, which provides things such as running employee handbooks, uh, DOT OSHA training guides. Uh, if you're in New York uh, or Connecticut or California, we can provide uh, sexual harassment training, which is required in the workplace at a fraction. Uh, we also uh, own Insure My Work Comp, which is a one of its kind, an insure tech platform, which is very similar to in the insurance we in the insurance industry we call it insure tech, in banking and finance they call it fintech. But it's more of a product where clients can actually go online, purchase insurance, uh, or request insurance, and from that point they're directed to an agent or an agent within our office to find the right products and coverages. They could find that at insuremyworkcomp.com. We also own a company called Source One Partners for in which we provide 
uh, consulting services. So for example, if you're a small business, you need assistance with an accountant, we'll connect you with an accountant in our network. Uh, if you need assistance with a bank, we'll connect you with a, a bank in our network. Uh, we also work with a few digital marketing firms. So if you need to create that online presence, we'll connect you to that digital marketing firm so you can't expand your business. So between Quantum Source Insurance Group, um, Insure My Work Comp, and Source One Partners, there's a lot of resources that a client can access or a prospective client can access when becoming a client, as well as existing clients, too. Okay, I can't hear you. I'm very simple to reach. Uh, you can reach me via Charles at Q as in quantum, S as in source, agent.com. Uh, feel free to call the office. We could always be reached at 412 386-8256. And uh, clients also, depending on the product need, you can reach us at insuremyworkcomp.com. You complete the application and you connect directly to uh, the team at uh, Quantum Source Insurance Group. Thank you so much, Dennis. I appreciate you. I appreciate all of your listeners too. And we look forward to working with you as well as your listeners in the future.